The Super Bowl is now behind us, and in the minds of many, at least as far as predictive programming is concerned, this was just another uneventful game with another set of failed predictions. Such a perspective, however, would be the understatement of the year, and could not be further from the truth. Can we really say with confidence that nothing significant happened during the time of the Super Bowl? Well, if you paid close attention to the world around you, you will know that this scene from the iPad Go 2 animation played out just as shown over a window of time that included Super Bowl 57, with most not realizing what really happened. It is also important to consider that the enemy will utilize distraction whenever he can to deceive the masses, just as explained in this clip from a movie that I will dive deeper into in a minute. Let the seasons drift. Do not advance the action according to a plan. Many may be looking in the wrong place for things to happen, such as the Super Bowl stadium at the time of the Super Bowl game. While this is the distraction that the enemy provides so that the real event would be overlooked. And just as stated in this clip, the action was not advanced according to the obvious plan that were expected by many. So what are we shown in this scene from the iPad Go 2 animation? If you consider the shape of the weeping woman, you will see that the Super Bowl trophy is hidden in this image, and in her hand she holds what would seem to be a bottle of poison that is positioned under an ominous cloud, and the bottle aligning with the cloud's origin at a specific point in the scene. Just as we see a sweeping action in the scene from the iPad Go 2 animation, which I believe represents the passing of a window of time, we also saw events that are depicted in this image occurring around Super Bowl 57, exactly as shown in this scene, with emphasis on the poison that the woman holds in her hand. When the bottle is positioned right under the cloud, it almost makes one think of a nuclear explosion. This event would also seem to be connected to the death of the woman's child. Now for those who were not distracted by spy balloons or Super Bowl 57 itself, have there been any ominous clouds that one would associate with poison during the time of Super Bowl 57? I believe many are by now aware of a very specific incident that would match the depiction in this animation, and that would be the toxic spill and atmospheric discharge of highly toxic chemicals at East Palestine, Ohio. The name of the town seemingly connected to the clothes that are worn by the women in the scene, and which could be identified as a Palestinian woman who is mourning the death of her child. There are so many aspects of this event that are being downplayed or that are not even reported in the main media streams and of course we are hearing the same familiar message by US government officials when it comes to this event, reminding us of similar issues surrounding the pandemic where the same assurances were given that turned out to be lies. So if it were your family governor you'd be okay sending everybody back home? Yeah, look, I mean, we, we indicated that uh, we're, we're going to continue to test the air. We're going to continue to test the water. Uh, but what that is indicating is that it is, is very, very safe. Is very, very safe. Is very, very safe. You can understand, Governor, though, when residents are hearing about reports of thousands of fish floating dead and livestock dropping dead, why they might be concerned. The substances that were released into the atmosphere and groundwater at East Palestine are highly toxic and most of them are carcinogenic, while exposure to others can also cause genetic mutations. Some of the cancers that these substances can cause concern the liver and blood, and they are very aggressive. What is interesting is that the CDC updated their information on vinyl chloride just days before the train derailment, which is obviously an attempt to hide the truth. The CDC also removed information on how this chemical affects children, 
which would seem to be another pointer to what is shown to us in this scene from the iPetco 2 animation. Remember, this animation was released in 2012 and what happened in Ohio would seem to have already been included in the enemy's plan more than a decade ago, with even the timing of this event shown to us in plain sight. Alarming information has been shared on social media by people living in the fallout of this event that are hundreds of miles away from Ground Zero. The first reports concerned massive die-offs under birds and fish and other livestock and in this clip a person shows how birds that were sitting on an overhead cable died almost instantly and how they are now hanging upside down as their claws contracted at the moment of death and are still gripping the cable. In this clip a person from Ontario is showing how the snow is melting into a rainbow colored fluid which is similar to water seen in clips from creeks in East Palestine. What many may not know is that when vinyl chloride is burned, it produces compounds that are even more toxic than the gas itself. Some of the harmful compounds produced in this reaction include hydrochloric acid, dioxins, and phosgene, which was a World War I weaponized chemical. Some of the other reactions that result from incomplete combustion create compounds such as polychlorinated dibenzodioxins, also known as PCDDs, and polychlorinated dibenzofurans, also known as PCDFs. These compounds are known to be persistent organic pollutants and can have serious environmental and health impacts for decades to come. They poison waterways and farmland and destroy ecosystems that will not return to normal for decades to come. This is only looking at vinyl chloride and not any of the other five compounds that are also highly toxic, carcinogenic and mutagenic on their own. Not to mention the byproducts that are produced when they react with each other during a burn. It is clear that a cleanup operation will be very difficult, if not impossible, and that those who live in affected areas will be dealing with the fallout of this incident for the foreseeable future. Even though this was not a nuclear incident, the resulting effects could be compared to that of nuclear radiation on a population of tens, if not hundreds of millions of people, who will in one way or another come into contact with these toxic chemicals. The question now is, given the dangers that these compounds pose to people's health and the environment, why would a decision be taken to release something like this into the atmosphere, given the resulting persistent deadly organic pollutants that will affect the environment for decades to come, and the dangers of carcinogenic and mutagenic compounds to life, ecosystems and the environment? Those who decided to set this concoction on fire either were completely incompetent, or this was done on purpose, and given the imagery that we are shown in the iPetco 2 animation, the fact that the CDC updated the information on vinyl chloride only days before the train derailment, and the fact that several other train derailments and chemical tanker explosions have now occurred since the East Palestine incident, would suggest that this was really part of a sadistic plan that has been in the works for more than a decade. When it comes to the enemy showing us his plans, the iPetco 2 animation is not the only exhibit for us to consider. Last year in October, a Netflix movie with the title White Noise was released, and it concerns a train derailment close to a small town in which toxic chemicals are set on fire, which then shortens the life expectancy of those who were exposed to the cloud. It could not be made more clear to those with eyes to see that what happened in East Palestine was part of the enemy's plan, which was clearly shown to the world ahead of time. The first thing is how this movie starts. It begins with this actor explaining how staged crashes are meant to be interpreted and that they are to be seen as something innocent and fun. Let's listen to a few segments. 
Don't think of a car crash in a movie as a violent act. No, these collisions are part of a long tradition of American optimism, a reaffirmation of traditional values and beliefs, a celebration. The people who stage these crashes are able to capture a lightheartedness, a carefree enjoyment that car crashes in foreign movies can never approach. There is a wonderful brimming spirit of innocence and fun. Later in the movie, as the train derailment is about to occur, Adam Driver, who is a professor in studies of Hitler, is basically telling the real world the purpose of the train derailment that occurred in Ohio. Listen to the following clip. Let me whisper the terrible word from the old English. <laughs> Death. One of the chapters in the movie is also titled The Airborne Toxic Event. After the main character is exposed to the toxic cloud for 2.5 minutes, he arrives at a shelter where he is interviewed by an official that tells him that this incident is used to gather data to build a model for a simulation. Does that not sound familiar as well? That would bring up memories regarding Event 201 in which a simulation was conducted on how to deal with a worldwide pandemic right before it happened. Please listen to this. What, what does SIMUVAC stand for? It's short for Simulated Evacuation. A new state program they're battling over funds for. But this evacuation isn't simulated, it's real. Well, we know that, but we thought we could use it as a model. It is also interesting to note that three months before the train derailment in East Palestine, citizens of the town were given the opportunity to enroll in the MyID health tracking application that was provided free of charge to track people's long-term health, especially when it comes to having breathing difficulties. Columbiana County coverage now, and East Palestine is known as the place to be. It's way ahead of the curve on a program to provide better treatment for anyone in the event of an emergency. I learned how it works and how it could help everyone in East Palestine. My ID provides quick medical information for emergency responders. Darlene Chapman is the outreach coordinator for this project, and she's an EMT. If they're in a situation where they can't tell us or they don't have any family around, this is something that would make my life easier. My ID works by taking a camera phone and pointing it at a QR code. It provides valuable medical information such as allergies, breathing difficulties, or other conditions so you get proper treatment and care. If anybody sees the QR code, you're, this, you'll be able to scan this and get the information. So it's, it helps that person, not necessarily just here, but anywhere in the nation. There are a few options for my ID. A bracelet, key fob, necklace, or attachment on your watch band. You can choose the one which fits your lifestyle best. That's up to you. Orders will start in January. The fire department has already collected $5,000 in donations to help. That's our ultimate goal. We want to be able to give this for free to the citizens and provide them with that extra layer of care so that we can better treat them. The offer includes Unity Township, which is served by the East Palestine Fire Department. These items cost around $20 each. You can even buy it for yourself. The fire department is hoping you'll be willing to wear it. My goal is to have 100% of our residents and the citizens we serve in the township uh, to have one of these and be working with them to make sure that we can treat them better and provide the best service that we can. There's a three-year plan to get my ID going across the village and make it available to all 4,700 residents. In the shelter, one of the evacuees then point out how the media is not reporting on any of the events, just as we see happening in the real world. Shouldn't the streets be crawling with cameras and reporters? 
shouldn't we be yelling out the window at them? Leave us alone. We've been through enough already. Are they telling us it was insignificant? Do they think this is just television? Don't they know it's real? No live report. Does this thing happen so often that nobody cares? We were scared to death. Still are. We left our homes. Drove through a rainstorm. We saw that deadly specter. That death ship as it sailed across the sky. As the main character exits the shelter, one person tells another they want you to think it is a train crash, but actually it is a dirty nuke. Is this not exactly what we are shown in the iPetco 2 animation? What is clear from this movie is that it was specifically created to speak to the public about the enemy's plan surrounding the events that occurred in Ohio and other locations during the time of Super Bowl 57 and it concerns not only the train derailment itself but also the expected effects of this event as shared with us in this film and other entertainment media. All of this boils down to an attack on the population during the Super Bowl. Even though the attack did not occur at the Super Bowl stadium itself, the intent of the enemy is to bring about death on a mass scale without most being aware of it. So even though the mainstream media and politicians are not sharing the full impact of these toxic clouds that have been released over the population over the past few weeks, this was part of the enemy's plan that was clearly shown to the world in plain sight for those who paid attention. But enough of predictive programming and the enemy's plans. I'm only sharing this so that you can see how keeping your eyes on what the enemy is doing proves that predictive programming is indeed real and that one can avoid being caught in the enemy's net when you know what he plans to do next, just as he showed us his intent to use the media to cause fear in people during the pandemic. And what will soon occur is a massive economic crash, and intensification in the proxy war between the West and Russia. We are now looking to our soon escape from this world, and when we consider the signs all around us, it is clear that time is almost up. As I have pointed out in previous videos, it would seem that we are now in the time that is described to us in the Bible as the beginning of sorrows. This period started on March 11th, 2020, which by the way was also pointed to by the enemy. And God's word shows us that it is a 1290 days long. We have also seen that a lunar cycle that matched the rise of Hitler to power will occur again starting in March of 2023, with a matching solar eclipse occurring on Hitler's birthday in April of 2023. This could very well be pointing to the rise of the Antichrist into public view, and this process concluding around September this year, suggesting that this will be when the tribulation will be in full swing. If you have not seen the videos in which these are discussed, 
please watch these two videos as soon as you can. Another interesting fact that I came across is that the earthquake that devastated Turkey on February 6th occurred on the day before Tuba Shavat, the Jewish New Year for trees. This alone is not significant, but in the year when World War I started, Turkey was struck by a magnitude 6.9 earthquake on the day before the Feast of Tabernacles began. And in 1939, the year that World War II started, a magnitude 7.8 earthquake struck Turkey on the day before Yom Kippur. We would therefore seem to have a repeating pattern that tells us that 2023 is very likely the year in which World War III will start. And knowing what kind of war this will be, it also stands to reason that this would be the great destruction that God's word refers to in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 3. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. I would like to point out another interesting aspect which in part was shared with me by a brother in Christ, Joshua Campbell. In Revelation 12, a heavenly sign is described to us that occurred exactly as described in this passage on September 23, 2017. It would seem that a period of grace was extended to humanity on that day, which also resulted in Satan's transgression of God's law, when he became impatient and entered God's harvest before the time appointed for him to do so, and for this he is going to pay a heavy price. The Bible tells us that the owner of a harvest should be the first to partake of its fruit, and with Satan entering God's field and beginning to steal from it before the appointed time, he will be required to make restitution and pay God back seven times, in addition to handing over everything that he owns. The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. But while men slept, his enemy came, and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up, and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came, and said unto him, Sir, didst thou not sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servants said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? Men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry, but if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold, he shall give all the substance of his house. Revelation 12 tells us about a specific configuration that would occur in the heavens, that when looking back we know mark the start of the birth pains of the woman who would give birth to a man-child. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cried, travailing and birth and pained to be delivered. The way in which this passage describes this heavenly sign to us, one would expect that it would be clearly visible to a person on earth. But during the time that this sign appeared in the heavens, the sun obscured this configuration so that one had to use astronomy software to be able to view this. What is interesting about 2023 is that there is a very interesting and peculiar situation that occurs on a hidden feast day that is marked by a very interesting heavenly sign. In May, the moon will move to the same point it was in when the Revelation 12 sign occurred. But in this case, it will occur with the sun directly opposing the sign or shining directly onto the woman from behind the earth. 
It is actually so accurate that the position of the moon under the feet of the woman is marked by a lunar eclipse right at the moment when it is positioned under the feet. If that is not amazing enough, this also happens to fall on a feast day, and that would be second Passover. Now, I have done several videos on second Passover, and what stands out to me about this feast is the condition that God added when Moses asked him about keeping the Passover. Moses asked God what to do when people were unable to keep Passover because of defilement by a dead body. Our Heavenly Father then provided instructions for keeping this feast. Second Passover would be an opportunity for those who were defiled by dead bodies, which would prevent them from keeping Passover at its appointed time. And second Passover would also be made available for people who have been on a long journey, who could not keep Passover at its appointed time. And there were certain men who were defiled by the dead body of a man, that they could not keep the Passover on that day. And they came before Moses and before Aaron on that day, and those men said unto him, We are defiled by the dead body of a man. Wherefore are we kept back, that we may not offer an offering of the Lord in his appointing season among the children of Israel? And Moses said unto them, Stand still, and I will hear what the Lord will command concerning you. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If any man of you, or of your posterity, shall be unclean by reason of a dead body, or be in a journey afar off, yet he shall keep the Passover unto the Lord. The fourteenth day of the second month at even, they shall keep it, and eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Did you notice that Moses never inquired about those who went on a long journey to a far country? And this requirement was added by God, and obviously our Heavenly Father did this for a specific purpose and to fulfill his word regarding this instruction at some point in the future. Since second Passover has not specifically been fulfilled yet, it stands to reason that it will be fulfilled at some point in the future, when the conditions specified in Numbers 9 are met. What does that mean? It means that many may be prevented from keeping Passover because of being defiled by dead bodies, which could be associated with the great war that breaks out before Passover, and that this may coincide with the timing at which someone returns from a long journey. What is very interesting is that Jesus would seem to provide a specific application for this instruction that concerns those who have been on a long journey in the New Testament, where the instruction that was given to Moses would seem to apply to Jesus himself, as the man who went on a long journey to a far country, and this passage then specifically pointing to the time of his return. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house, and gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you I say unto all, Watch! When we combine what is shared in Numbers 9 with Mark 13, it would seem that Jesus intends to fulfill second Passover at his return, and knowing that we have a heavenly sign in the form of a lunar eclipse, marking the moon when it is exactly below the feet of the woman, which just happens to mark the time at which second Passover will be celebrated in 2023, and all of this occurring around the time of twilight in Israel, 
should tell us that we may be looking at a heavenly sign that could be associated with the timing of our blessed hope. Jesus specifically instructs us in Mark 13 to be watchful as he describes his long journey from which he will soon return. Would it not make sense that our Heavenly Father would use a recognizable heavenly sign that matches what we read in Revelation 12 and mark it with an eclipse on a feast day to show us a secret? In Joel, we also read about the sun being darkened and the moon not giving her light before the great and terrible day of the Lord arrives. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. Given that solar and lunar eclipse combinations happen quite often, it stands to reason that the great and terrible day of the Lord would occur in close proximity to one of these combinations. And given that the sun will be darkened on April 20th, which also happens to be a heavenly sign that marks Hitler's birthday, and this eclipse being associated with a group of eclipses that point to the rise of the Antichrist, would this not be even more amazing if this solar eclipse together with the lunar eclipse that occurs on second Passover could be the eclipse pair that is referred to in Joel that will usher in the great day of the Lord. Given that dead bodies prevented people from keeping the Passover at its appointed time when second Passover was implemented, it also makes one think that the return of the bridegroom, which would be patterned after the events that occurred during the Exodus, could once again be connected to dead bodies that will prevent people from keeping Passover at its appointed time. If we consider events that are occurring in the world at the moment, with great earthquakes occurring in various places, and how everything is being positioned for the next world war to break out, we see that the red horse is already on the scene awaiting its great sword with which peace will be removed from the earth. With food and energy shortages being experienced across the world and the environment being intentionally poisoned, we can also see how the black horse is getting ready to ride. My interpretation may be wrong, but it would seem that Numbers 9 may be showing us that Passover 2023 may have to be postponed until the following month because of dead bodies that will prevent people from keeping it in its appointed time. This would also infer that great destruction could come over the earth before Passover of 2023, if this understanding is correct. This is just something that came to mind as I was working on this video, and of course I could be wrong, but it is definitely something to keep in mind. In addition to this, in Zechariah 1, where the rider of the red horse is described, we see myrtle trees being mentioned three times, which seems a little excessive given the subject matter. And this would then indicate something that our Heavenly Father wants to convey to us or draw our attention to, and to which we have to pay careful attention. The word that is used for myrtle has the same root as the name of Esther, and this would then lead one to believe that significant developments may occur in the world around the time of Purim, which occurs at the beginning of March in 2023. 